Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wild Chat Facts. I am Ryan. Over there is Maria, as always. And guys, today the uh, topic is going to be all about alligators. So basically, we have scoured the internet. We've found all the fun things that we liked about uh, alligators. And uh, we put them on a list, and we bring them here. And then we talk about them. I know. Isn't that fun? All right, Mar. <laughs> okay, with that note. <laughs> it, it actually really is fun. I found a lot of really cool stuff about alligators. And then when you start to talk about alligators and crocodiles and, and the differences between them, and then there's very specific superstitions that are one first one the other because they're around different cultures around the world. So Exactly. Uh, I actually did find a lot of uh, really fun stuff. So that was meant to be condescending, and I don't think it came off that way. Um, so, Mar, do you want to kick us off? Yes. First of all, cheers with my swamp water. Swamp. Okay. All right. Just looks like Mountain Dew to me. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like literally tea. Look. Oh, okay. Okay. Mountain Dew tea. I didn't know Mountain Dew made a tea, but okay. <laughs> so I wanted to bring my, I drink tea all the time. So this is matcha tea from Japan. Okay. All right. But it looks like swamp water. So that was my honor. But going back to the issue of alligators. The issue, the issue of alligators. The issue or the subject of alligators. I actually found it hilarious that, well, not a couple of parts to this. So alligators are very, uh, they like to be in communities. They like okay. to be together. And the communities or the, the social animals, who you will not think they're social, they're actually called congregations. Okay, okay. They've got a choir too, so that makes sense. It feels like that would be the name. I mean, you ever see them around and they always have their mouths open, like they're singing, and we just can't hear it. It's too high pitched. No, all right. Uh, so, con <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did you know that said congregation? Because alligators are are clearly not fish; they are reptiles. So, if they're actually kept underwater too long, they can drown. So. Uh, I thought, I never thought about it. It's common sense, but there's certain things that you just never think about because you're like, you're just so used to seeing them in water. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. And there are other reptiles who are the same way and, and like even dolphins and whales and turtles who are reptiles, the others are mammals. They'll mm -hmm. drown too. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of singing, like you were saying something about singing, uh, actually, they do have bellows. It's infrasonic, so we cannot hear them. But the males actually sing their choirs to the females and uh, make bubbles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read something about that. They actually vibrate. Um, and then that vibration, like the, in their, uh, what would essentially be their chest area, kind of ripples the water too. So it's a combination of, of the sound and the vibration and stuff like that. I think I actually put it in... Uh, in one of our animal dancing videos that's coming out for one of our podcasts. I actually considered that a dance and then I, I threw it in there. So, so if you didn't get to see that one, you got the fun fact here from me and Maria at the same time. Um, okay. Superstitions. The Burmese believe that the bite of an alligator would be harmless. If, if the King would issue an edict in the man's favor, so I don't know how this works. I don't know if you're going to like show up to court and then ask for permission and then the alligator bites you. I don't know how you would like, no, no, hold on. Hold on, Mr. Alligator, hold on. We got to go to the king first. Then we'll we'll move on after the edict, but I don't know how that works. I got that one too. <laughs> I thought that was a, a peculiar, peculiar, you know, belief, but hey. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. 
So there are actually two types of alligators. People confuse crocodiles and alligators because they're all crocodilian. They're all from the same family. They just diverted several, 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 several millions ago. They diverted, but they are crocodilian. They're within the same higher classification, basically. But there are two types of alligators. We have the Chinese alligator and we have the American alligator. The cool thing is the Chinese alligator, or not cool, it's actually pretty... They're critically endangered species. They're not just endangered. They're critically endangered. They're only found in the Yangtze River. Mm-hmm. And um, they were known as mud dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only hope, well, one of the hopes there is the uh, actually American alligators were on the uh, on the endangered species list at one point, too. And, and through conservation and everything else. Their population has made such a comeback. They're not on any classification of any endangerment list. So I'm hoping that the uh, Chinese alligators are, are somehow able to make that same. Uh, they are working on it. Recovery. They're definitely working on it. Um, so alligators can actually go up to three years without food um, because they're cold blooded animals. They're able to slow their metabolism down to a point for survival. Um, so when your metabolism's lower, you're not taking in calories. So basically they can kind of almost put themselves in stasis for two to even three years uh, to be able to go without food. And then again, fitting the same thing. If you ever see them in ice or frozen situations, if their snouts are above the ice, they're okay. Don't bother them. Don't mess with them. As long as their snouts above the water, they can't drown. So we talked about them being able to drown. If their snout is above the ice, they can basically almost put themselves into like this state of like metabolic hibernation. So, um, they are doing as well as they can. They're adapted for stuff like that is, I guess, the best way to say it. And the American alligator is adapted better because they are um, more prone to being in areas where they can freeze. And if you really want to protect the animal, don't touch it. Just just leave it. If you think you're doing them any favor, you're actually not. Yeah. Because actually being exposed to the elements outside of that water is worse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Here's an interesting thing. If you talk about alligators and if you ever go to, if you're ever in Florida and you actually want to see alligators, many people, many tour guides will actually use marshmallows to lure them out. And okay. it's not because marshmallows are delicious sweetness that are fluffy made of from heaven. No, it's because they resemble eggs and alligators like to eat eggs. The only problem is, although this is fascinating, they're actually disrupting the animal and sweetness is not part of their diet. So you're actually not helping them at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay. Let's see. Uh, Make sure you look up because alligators can climb trees guys. So if there's no rocks or open areas for them to bask on because they're cold blooded, they need to regulate their temperatures via the sun, uh, more of it or less of it. So when they need more of it, you'll usually see alligators and crocodiles basking in the sun. Well, there's certain areas, and I think it's more prone for the Chinese alligators because the Yangtze is more, uh, there's more canopy. There's more, uh, you know, stuff that's covering the sunlight from getting to the ground. Um, But also for American alligators, if they can't find a spot to bask and get the sun in, they'll climb a tree and actually hang out on the limbs and stuff. Obviously, this is more the the smaller ones that don't weigh as much uh, and the juveniles. Uh, but, uh, yes, always look up. There's an extra dimension left, right, and up. If you're checking your safety from animals in general, good strategy. 
I just cannot imagine a 200-pound alligator climbing. So I'm glad you specified the smaller kind because you just cannot imagine a yeah. six-foot alligator. Like, oh, let's just go up on the sun. They can. If, if they can find a branch that can support them, they can do it. They're equally as capable of climbing. And as, as the bigger ones actually have stronger tails, and we've talked about this in a crocodile video where when you see crocodiles jumping out of the water, what they're doing, they're not jumping. They're, they're actually pinning their tails to the riverbed and pushing off of the dirt, and that's what's propelling them into the air. So alligators can actually do the same thing. You just, you're pushing with your tail off the ground that gets you going, um, and then they can utilize it that way. So if there was branches strong enough, I'm sure the, the, the biggins could do it also. So did you know that if you, going back to the issue of choirs and stuff like that, okay, that alligators' voices, they can tune them up just like humans do because apparently, their voice, like their vocal mechanisms are very similar to ours. Okay. And they found this out by putting helium, like making them inhale helium. And they noticed that their voices, their pitches changed. Okay. Now, I don't know whomever was in charge of this research, but yeah. they, put, they yeah. put helium on it so they could be talking like this. Yeah, I feel like that's completely unnecessary. I mean, all you have to do is watch a Disney movie and it's very clear, you watch the cartoons, I mean, these guys can sing. Almost every animal in the animal kingdom can sing. Um, so, um, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, I, I actually found this really interesting. Unlike a lot of animals on the planet, and there's a few that, that fit into the category with crocodiles and alligators, but they actually don't have a finite lifespan. Um, alligators will just continue to grow. Now they're not immortal because what happens is they continue to grow. So as they get bigger, they need more food and more of the things that sustain their body. So at a certain point, and this is the sad part is they just get too big to maintain themselves. And then essentially they die of starvation, um, which is essentially a way of dying of old age. If you're an alligator, since you have an infinite lifespan, but it just gets to a point where they can't sustain themselves anymore. I thought that was such a sad, um, sad and one of those awe and sad facts because I also found it. And what was cool is snakes are the same. So snakes okay. shed their skin and they keep growing and they have similar situations, environmental okay. challenges and other things is what causes them to pass away, not yeah. necessarily old age. So mm -hmm. they can keep growing forever. Yeah, unless people feed them too many marshmallows and they lose their hunting instinct. So. Actually, yeah, very yeah. good point. Yeah. So I have a fact that kind of ties with it, but I want to put it just because you're talking about old age. Okay. So the oldest alligator in the world, her name or his name uh, is Muja. And Muja is 85 years old. She's the okay. oldest alligator. There was a Russian also, a Russian one, but they don't know the age. or, um, But is the only remaining alligator who survived uh, many attacks and many things and he lives in uh, Belgrade and has survived even World War II and okay. um, yeah it's very interesting it's an American alligator so if you ever go to Serbia go to the Belgrade Zoo and you'll find Muja yes unless you're from Florida then just open your door and look down the street and you'll see plenty of them and you don't have to go anywhere to visit it yeah alligator. but you will see them like only five feet <laughs> like the biggest is five feet and you're like okay you're adorable you're cute gotcha but you're not Muja you know you're not all right 
Uh, let's see. Despite being known as aggressive predators, they're not naturally aggressive towards humans. And that's one of the big differences between crocodiles and alligators. Uh, crocs will bite your legs if you walk by. Alligators just kind of chill. Like you're just, you're not on their menu for the, I'm not saying walk by the, the nose of an alligator by any means. Do not do that. But that's one of their defining differences. And, um, they basically keep to themselves and don't usually attack humans unless they're threatened, of course. And uh, expert advice was that if an alligator approaches you, you want to raise your hands and look as big as possible and back up. First off, they shouldn't be approaching you. They don't care about it. So they're approaching you because they're threatened, which is the important part of backing up. You don't. Maybe they have eggs or something and you don't know where their nest is or you kind of went into some sensitive area. So just be aware of where you're at and... Um, and then if the alligator does not retreat, you want to turn around and run. And as we've said many times in the show, you do not run in a zigzag. That is a myth. Because think about this logically. If you're chasing someone, you're just trying to catch up with them before you try to grab them. So if they're running in a zigzag, they're just helping you make up ground. Um, so straight and as fast as you can. And the thing is, they're really fast. Like people think alligators are slow. They're very fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, possibilities of you are running them and then try to climb a tree and they can climb. How scary yeah. is that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's pretty cool because speaking of their, they're very, very good parents. They have really good instincts. And uh, because of that, many turtles often actually lay their eggs in alligators' nests because mm -hmm. they know the alligators will guard them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that has been a strategy and uh, that they have been using. It's called lazy parenting. That's the strategy. Um, <laughs> or practical uh, in their world. Uh, this one was just weird. It's slightly uh, alligator related. But a few years ago, a scientist in Wisconsin uh, gene engineered a virus that could cause chickens to grow alligator-like teeth. Yeah. Again, who's doing this research and Why? <laughs> Well, I think we're trying to understand the world around us, but still, there is always a limitation, and, and they're also using chickens to try to bring back dinosaurs, so. Okay. Go figure. But speaking of names and weird things, avocados, which thanks to the megafauna, they still exist, and thanks to humans and their delightful flavor that the avocados have, we have been perpetrating their, their species. They're, they used to be called alligator pears, but they had to change the name because alligator pears, especially in England, people thought that they were pears, so they were trying to make pie with it. Yes. And they found out that it wasn't working. Now, moving forward in the future, as we're right now, avocados have been used now for making pies or pudding and ice cream and all kinds of stuff. So we have evolved a ton from the alligator pear to the avocado era. Yeah. And they have a lot of weird flavors if you go different places in the world. If you ever go to Asia, anybody, the, the chip flavors are, are amazing um, and very strange. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Um, alligators can make their heartbeat as low as one beat per minute. And this is what we're talking about with the ice and stuff where they can essentially put themselves into uh, hibernation. Um, but basically when they do that, pythons... And other snakes, unfortunately, because they're invasive species in Florida, where most of the alligators are, actually think they're dead. So they'll start to eat them. And you guys may have seen some of the graphic photos online of the alligator bursting out of the side of the snake 
So the snake thinks it's dead because it put itself into metabolic hibernation with their heartbeat at one beat per minute and then get a rude awakening very, very literally when uh, the alligators awaken and essentially just start wiggling around as they wake themselves up and, and exit the snake stage left or right. <laughs> that is very scary, by the way. But there is also a problem with alligators. It's not just a problem with snakes. NASA, 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 NASA has a problem with them. Actually, alligators have been such a problem because they keep climbing fences. They're really good fence climbers. Okay. And uh, they actually uh, enter buildings overnight. So. Oh. <laughs> Houston, wow. we have a problem. Yes, 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 you do. Yes, you Wouldn't do. Wouldn't be Houston, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Canaveral, we have a problem. <laughs> Cape Canaveral? Yes. Okay. Alligators watch <laughs> from above the water, but they listen and feel vibrations of prey below the water. So if you ever notice, that's one of the bigger differences too between alligators and, and crocodiles. Alligators kind of have their eyes above the water. Um, and I know this is in a fact a little bit later, but I'm just going to paraphrase it because I love this. That's one of the big differences between alligators and crocodiles too, is alligators actually can hunt while in the water. They can open their mouth and catch fish and stuff. Where crocodiles, they have a membrane that's attached to the top of their mouth, and they don't have the same flap. If you've ever seen like a, a valve uh, when you're blowing up a, an inner tube, you blow in and then the valve closes so the air can't escape. Alligators have that, so they can open their mouths and take in fish and not drown, essentially. Where crocodiles don't. They don't have that valve at the back of their throat. So crocodiles actually have to hunt on land for the most part because they can't open their mouths in water which is one of the other reasons that crocodiles are a lot more aggressive on land alligators do a lot of their hunting or have the ability to do hunting in the water and basically swimming up and scooping up fish and stuff yeah and alligators are also uh there's a word i can think of right now but they'll hunt whatever they find like alligators are so even though they will not attack humans as they because they are the type of hunter who will just hunt whatever they yeah. could become very dangerous to children yes. because they're like oh you're small enough let's do this and if the prey is too large i have the fact somewhere around here if the prey is too large they will actually stash the rest so their teeth are they're not sharp as predator teeth mm -hmm. but they're good for crushing so yes. if the prey is too big then they'll stash it away and then they wait for the have to soften up to Break marinate mm -hmm. and then they'll take it out and then finish it so that's yeah. why you see them rolling like when i when you see an alligator and they're rolling it's because yeah, the, they're trying to to separate the flesh yeah the death roll is is one of the most scary and impressive things if you guys get a chance to look it up somewhere uh crocodiles do it too i think but just uh look up death roll um and then picture yourself in that that position um you do not want to be there no. Uh, let's see. All right. Um, <laughs> airplanes in America collide with an average of one alligator a year on runways. So it's not just NASA. It's not <laughs> vehicles. They all got a problem with alligators. Alligators are just uh, something else. <laughs> so there was a story in 1996 okay. of a child who got lost. He had autism, 10 years old. He got lost in a swamp okay. in Florida. 
And uh, he was fine. They found him four days later, and the child was fine. Like, I remember this story when he came out. Uh, the alligators didn't do anything to the kid, or the pythons, for that matter. Yeah, that kind of comes in line with, yeah, Ali, we're, we're definitely not on the menu of, of alligators, for the most part, again, until we... For this a 10-year-old child. Like, I don't... Yeah. Not that big of a kid. Um, let's see. Okay, so we were talking earlier about, Maria was talking about how and, and when uh, alligators and crocodiles split. And uh, basically, it was it was somewhere, their common ancestor was somewhere around 93 to 100 million years ago. Um, and the extinction of the dinosaurs was 65 million years ago. So crocodiles and alligators actually split a long, long time before even dinosaurs went extinct. So most people kind of wonder... Are they able to like interbreed or mate in any way? They look very similar, but there is millions, up to a hundred millions of years between them splitting. So there, it is impossible for an alligator and a crocodile to actually reproduce. Yeah, even if you try. So in the early 1900s, <laughs> this is a story. In the early 1900s, in Chattanooga. Um, they actually had a fountain and they put two alligators in it. And okay. that was to keep the birds and the dogs and just anybody from entering the fountain and making a mess. Well, they had to remove it because even though there was a fence around, they kept climbing the fences and they tried they tried to escape all the time. So they had to actually get rid of the alligators. <laughs> that would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> I came across that one too. And then my first thought in my mind was like, well, what are they eating? Like who's feeding them? Like they don't, they don't need to eat often, but I don't know how big that fountain is. Even if it's like the Trevi fountain in Rome, that's not a big habitat for them. And then you fence them in. And the purpose was to keep the things that they might want to eat away from the fountain. Uh, yeah. I thought that whole thing. I think the fence will have probably been enough. Yeah. The thing is, but even if the fence was this much, just as a decoration, sorry. Basically. Yeah. Because that most people would not imagine a crocodile climbing. But then, so my, my second thought, and you guys might have also had this same thought that I had, what was in the fountain that was so valuable? Like, you got to put crocodiles in there to keep them away? Like, what is, was it made of gold? Was it a historical? No, I think it was just so they didn't want people swimming in it. Right. Okay. That seems... <laughs> I'm going to chalk that up to overkill. I'm putting that in the category of overkill. <laughs> totally agree. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Okay. This talks about <laughs> chirping and signals to birds. I'm going to skip that. We already talked about them singing a bit and some of their vibrations and stuff. Um, so one of the uh, greatest predatorial threats to alligators is actually raccoons. There's not that many people that the animals that still exist within the habitat, unfortunately, because of the invasive species of snakes that are there. Um, but raccoons basically like to eat alligator eggs. So mm -hmm. you would think if I were to say their biggest predator threat was raccoons, you'd probably laugh at me, but it's because they're eating their young, so they can't reproduce. Um, and let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Alligator eggs are susceptible to drowning, uh, being crushed by female uh, predators or being eaten or other calamities. Um, raccoons are the primary predator, although hogs, otters, and bears have been reported uh, also scavenging in their nests. Um, 
80% of young alligators after they're already hatched and on the loose, definitely raccoons are no longer a threat. But then they get to deal with bobcats. So, <laughs> okay, just a little problem. Yeah, 80% of, uh, of young alligators, actually 80% fall prey to bobcats. Um, birds. Okay, I guess some raccoons still try to, to try to eat the alligators after they're born. Snakes, otters, large bass, and of course, other larger alligators. So I mean, uh, the thing is, they're not that big when they're born. They're yeah, tiny, tiny. So yeah, they're easy prey. And yeah, when we think of an alligator, we think of a gigantic animal, but we don't realize that the first two years they grow about a foot. Okay. And then they slow down their growth. You know, alligators are not as big as crocodiles. And even though they could live for longer and longer, it's not like they're going to grow exponentially one foot every year. Yeah. Otherwise, if they live 85 years, then we're going to have to you know, yeah. build a castle around Muja. Or make but, a movie um, or something like that. One of those like horror movies that has a ridiculously large version of plug-in said animal here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they grow exponentially. They don't grow exponentially. They just kind of, but still they keep growing a lot. But mm. as an interesting fact, okay. this is my fact, not okay. uh, add on to yours. Gotcha. Is their brain is not that big. It's about the size of a quarter. No, that's not true, Maria. Because your quiz question, one of the many quiz questions, was going to be, <laughs> give me the size. Now, now we're going to come back to quizzes. We've got a few more facts to do. But since Maria's already brought it up, we're going to do a pre-quiz quiz for everybody. And now Maria has what she thinks is the truth, because I saw that fact also. But then I did a little more research, and I found a better analogy to the size of an alligator's brain. Really? The question to everybody and to Maria is, what size is the brain of the average American alligator? And you may answer relative to how many olives. So the thing is, when you mix olives, you or when you mix a round, or when you mix anything that is round, it's not like because you say five diameter, then if you add another five, it's gonna be ten. It's, that, that doesn't work that way. The surface changes. Okay. But it doesn't doesn't double double. I mean, okay. if we know anything about circumference and, okay. and area. So olive wise, I'll say two olives or three. That sounds like two different answers to me, Maria. Would you like to go with two olives or three olives? If it's the size of a quarter, then it's going to have to be three olives. Interesting. You are correct. It is three olives. But mm -hmm. then looking at the quarter, I'm like, well, that'd be like one olive, maybe two olives tops. Like quarters aren't that big. Like I would not say that three olives is equal to one quarter, but that's... Part of why I did the extra research, I was like, a quarter doesn't fit to me because there's no three dimension to it for the most part. I know they're ever so mm -hmm. slightly, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. All right, we're going back now. I will let you do the next one because I have to find my place in line, but that just brought up one of my quiz questions. So I had to go for it. <laughs> so now I have to uh, scroll through mine because I'm, we're telling, so, okay, so in Louisiana, there is a myth or a, uh, a belief that alligators have the power to basically tell you the future. So okay. 
keep an eye. Now, many houses in Louisiana, when I say under the house or things like that, is because they may be on stilts. Okay. Because of the bayou, so just keep that in mind. Okay. Um, so in Louisiana, if an alligator uh, crawls under the house, then it is perceived that it's going to be a calamity in your home. It's going to be a calamity on your home. So pay attention to that. Of course. Huh? <laughs> there's an alligator underneath, and of course there's going to be a calamity in your home. <laughs> no, because most of the time they keep walking. I mean, if the houses aren't stilts, they'll keep moving along. But if he crawls under your house and they're, yeah, you're you're right. If there's a small dog, there will be a calamity. Silly. I was just being silly. All right, guys. This is when you know you're having a bad day. All right. This, this is the, um, this might be the epitome of a bad day, actually. In 2012, a man in Florida had his hand bitten off by an alligator and then he was later charged with illegally feeding an alligator, offered a citation. I had to look into this one a little bit further, guys, and basically this is what happened. The guy was actually a tour guide, so he was trying to get alligators to come to the boat um, so people could see them. So his way of doing that would be holding a fish out. Or, so the, or the, the marshmallows. The side of the boat so the alligators would come. So he did not get the citation for feeding the alligator his hand. He got the citation for feeding the alligator the fish that the alligator then also took. Hmm. I don't feel bad, though. I don't <laughs> feel bad, though. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, wild animals are wild. And whether we try to predict it or not, it's something is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that's... that's not the way to go about your business in general so uh, so i have a question for you oh not okay. a quiz question just a question question okay do you think alligators sweat see my next fact is about alligator tears but that's not sweat um i mean with all those plates and stuff i just no because it mammals sweat because they need to actually like it's a heat regulating thing and they're lizards, so they don't need that. That's why they open their mouths to cool off. So I'm going to say no. No, they don't sweat. Very good. And your deduction was really right. Okay. They All actually right. are, because they don't they don't regulate their temperature the way we do. Yes. They, okay. So, yes, that was actually very good. Good job. Like, I'm impressed at how you deducted it. Well, we did the alligator video also for uh, Wild Chats. was one of the first ones that we did. So mm -hmm. I did learn a little bit along the way. And then this kind of reinforced some of it. Yeah. So. It's really the only reason I do this show is so I can actually be smarter and then I look cool at like cocktail parties and stuff just because I have all these random facts. I, I actually got to say, I do love that. Like <laughs> I, to me, random information makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And especially if I go to the zoo, I'm like, oh, did you know that blah, 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 blah. people are looking at me like, are you a tour guide? Like, did you know, just <laughs> regular human all right, guys. So crocodile tears. So following close observations, it was found that the foamy, frothy liquid that actually emerges from the eyes, and it's all caimans, like caimans and alligators, I'm pretty sure, and, and obviously they're called crocodile tears for a reason. Um, and basically it happens when they're fed. So the hypothesis is that the tears occur due to the huffing and hissing that you hear from mm -hmm. caimans when they eat. And essentially, it forces air through their sinuses. If you guys have ever blown your nose or anything, you know that your mouth is connected through your sinuses to your nose. Theirs goes the other way. So they're huffing and hissing, and then that air injection goes into their tear ducts, mixes with the fluid there, and it comes out 
as foam. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it basically lubricates her eyes also, so it's, it serves a practical function on top of, of that. And then that is awesome. I've read other places, and I can't find the fact here, but something, I guess, are certain birds that actually, like, drink the liquid off of their eyes, and it's actually, like, a a, a liquid resource for... Because there's a big relationship. Uh, and Again, we did this in our, our crocodile video, and we had a video about what uh, crocodiles and birds. Uh, that yes! It's really strange how symbiotic that relationship is, because I see a bird near a crocodile, and I'm like, okay, he's just waiting to be lunch. Uh, but they, they like certain birds pick uh, food out from in between their teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, see birds of like cranes and stuff hitching a ride on their back. Um, so there is a weird, and again, it's because a lot of uh, these caiman and, and crocodilian, they don't need to eat that often. So it might be that their common experience, bird to, to crocodile, alligator, any crocodilian, isn't threatening to them because there's only, you know, if you think of the eat twice a year or something, then probably only one out of 200 interactions does the croc actually go after it. Um, so there's an interesting relationship that's been built up. And also just because they are hunters and they're the apex predators doesn't mean they're always going to attack. You know, that's another misconception is you will see lions and zebras on side by side if there's a watering hole. And yeah. it's like there, there is like a... I don't want to make it romanticize it, but it's like an unspoken uh, treaty that they have amongst themselves within predators and prey. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have a story. Okay. Of crocodiles' parents, and I'll summarize it really quickly. There was a, a, a place, an alligator, it's called Alligator Farm, is a zoological park in uh, Florida. And they actually were really worried about allowing the female to incubate the eggs. Okay. Because they were in a close encounter and they were worried about she uh, basically flattening, making um, omelet on those eggs. And, and we talked about that in the previous fact where that's one of the threats to their eggs. It's not only other animals that's just being squished. Exactly. In. So what they did is like, okay, we're going to save. So what they did is they saved some of the eggs to incubate okay. them, but left others just to see what she would do. Okay. And what she did is she built a nest. And she built it in a corner, and it was actually really cool because she built it in an area where people could see it. Okay. And uh, so she built a nest there, and then she basically waited. And what they found out is that she was a very good mother, but then they were concerned because she will get closer to the nest, and then she will grab some eggs. And people are like, oh, my gosh, they're going to just eat the, the newborn hatchlings. And no, what she does is she takes the eggs near the water and helps the babies come out. Like she cracks them a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that, and what she's doing is she's listening. Mm -hmm. So she listens to the babies, grabs them, helps them crack. And the male was there too. And they were worried that the male was going to harm the eggs as well. And they found out that no, he actually was helping too. And where she built the nest had an underwater spring. So it was actually nice and warm, but it wasn't drowning them. Okay. And it was just, incredible their experiment of how well these Siamese crocodiles did and how when they incorporated the ones that that they had taken away to incubate and they they put them together they were all fine i guess the weird parts of that story to me is why would you doubt that they wouldn't be good parents i mean they wouldn't exist for the millions of years they have existed if 
they constantly, I mean, like, I know pandas have that reputation where the baby pandas are so small and pandas are tend to be a little bit clumsy that they will squish their little teeny tiny offspring. And that's a concern. But, and I've said this in other videos, pandas is one of those species that uh, humans say, if we weren't around, they wouldn't still be around. It's like avocados. Like if it wasn't for us, they would have already been gone on their own, not because of us. Um, because of parenting strategies like that. So it is strange to me that they would have, a zoo especially would even be like, oh, she can't be a good parent. She's going to crush her eggs. We better take them. Like that is. Well, they were, according to their, according to their, and it wasn't a, um, so according to them, it says through, though mother alligators are usually very good parents, some literally suggest, some literature implies that male American alligators tend to not be so good or worse, they may eat the hatchlings. So they were concerned because the two parents were together. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, I had some other fun stuff, and uh, but I'm going to go ahead and leave it for, for another time because I want to get into the quizzes, guys. So this Let's is do your, it. Do you, do, you, do you have anything else you want to share, Mar, before we switch on over? You got any more fun facts? Nope. Happy no, I year. was very excited to finish my mind with a happy note of amazing parenting skills okay. these guys have. Okay. All right, guys. So we're going to move over to the quiz sections. We kind of created this section just because it's it's fun for us because I like to see what Mar knows. And then we get to give each other hints to lead us to the answer. But also, this is your opportunity, Jeopardy style, to like yell the answer at the screen or your radio, wherever you're, you're listening as a podcast or watching on TV. And, uh, you know, berate us for how unintelligent we are and how is it that we can't know the answer to this specific question. It's the easiest thing on the planet. Um, and all those other things people do when they're watching game shows and they think that or know that they are smarter than the contestants. So. <laughs> this is a little scary, you guys. Yes, I've got three, but we already did one. So I had three in total. How many do you have? I actually ended up with one because the others, you said it. Okay, cool. So I'll start with mine and then you can do one and then we'll do another one and we'll probably be over 45 minutes. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do it. Okay, let's see. Okay, do you know who coined the phrase alligator? Wasn't it Shakespeare? Mar, you're supposed to give the people in the audience time. Now you look like a genius. Yes. Shakespeare, the uh, creator of like hundreds of words in the English language, was the first person to actually refer to them as alligators. I mean, I read it a while ago and I have forgotten about it. Okay. So I am very proud of myself. <laughs> like, no, Maria, no, Maria. You were too fast. I'll give you another one of mine and then we'll, we'll be basically even. So we'll go me, you, you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do you think, knowing their diets and the research that you've done, this is just a yes or no. It's like a 50-50 coin flip here. Could you ever imagine alligators eating, like, fruits and vegetables? What is no. their diet for the most part? For the most part, it is uh, carnivore. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, it'd, be completely wrong. it'd be omnivore if it was, if it was both. Um, we'll give everybody in the, uh, the audience out there watching a chance to kind of think this through a little bit. And, uh, do you think that alligators would eat fruits or vegetables? And if you've ever watched those fun compilations on Facebook where they've got all the an different animals eating watermelon, have you seen that one? 
It's just like animal after animal eating a watermelon. Yeah. You haven't seen this one, haven't you? Okay. Well, no, I've seen some, but I now I'm worried that there is an alligator in it. <laughs> they may not be have been included in the videos, but yes, you will. Uh, they will eat fruits and vegetables. Uh, an alligator's diet can include fruits and plants if available. Uh, alligators are carnivores, but at least some alligators housed with large tortoises at the St. Augustine Alligator Farm and Zoological Park. That's the one I was just quoting. We're seen eating lettuce, leaves, and squash put out for the tortoises. The alligators had also been seen eating kumquats, oranges, lemons, and limes. So now, citrix. The in my Citrus mind, is, did you eat it because it was nutritious or you just wanted to give the nanny nanny to the tortoises because you were in a race and you got to the food before they did, so you ate it? That's actually a very interesting <laughs> point because also they may learn... So they mm -hmm. may have learned to to eat it. I mean, just like observation, they're like, oh yeah, well, if the turtle eats it, why not? Let's try it. Because also like turtles and alligators become friends. Yes. Like they have found, I mean, mm -hmm. as you said, in that particular place, they were they were together. All right. What do you got for me, Mar? And the audience. I think you already know this one, and I may have given it away already. Okay. Perhaps, maybe not. Red hot so chili peppers. Who's... Give it away, huh? give it away now. Red hot chili peppers. Give it away, oh. give it away, give it away now. Give... No? Okay. Moving on. So, <laughs> who is the alligator closely, more closely related to? A salamander, a lizard, or a chicken? See, had you not even prefaced it with, I think I've already given this one away, I would have forgotten about the hint. But I'm gonna give everybody in the audience a second to think. So we've got salamander, lizard, and chicken. Now I'm gonna reverse engineer this and make it sound like I'm smart and guess that <laughs> since everybody thinks Tyrannosaurus Rex had feathers and they're actually pretty closely related to that type of animal that it's gonna be chicken. I'm gonna go that way with it. You're the, right. The reason you think that it had already gotten given away was my fact that the scientists were growing chicken with alligator teeth. So clearly their DNA must have been close enough to be able to put it into the chicken egg to produce the teeth. That is very right. And salamanders are amphibians. So, Hey, when you go back far enough, it's pretty weird which animals are actually related. I mean, we talked about the four. Like hyenas aren't, aren't anywhere near dogs. They're like related to, what was it? What was it? To uh, civet. Yes, exactly. So, was it mongoose? Mongoose. Right? Yeah, they look nothing like either of those animals. They look like dogs, yet hyenas most closely related to those. All right, my last. But hold on. Alligators are part of a larger group called archosaurs. So that's that they were 250 million years ago. They were, um, they were related. Yeah, because their their dividing point, like I said in my previous fact, was like ninety three million to one hundred million years ago. Was there between crocodiles and alligators, but between birds and crocodilians, two hundred fifty million years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, evolution is a wonderful thing. All right, guys, I hope you uh, enjoyed the show. We are going to uh, call it a day. Well, we're going to jump on over to the uh, backstage show as we always always do. 
Uh, if you guys usually. are, well, okay. Usually, always, always do. Um, <laughs> uh, if you guys found us through Wild Chats, uh, we actually started the show because you guys wanted more information on some of the fun and funny animals that were in the video clips we were talking about. Um, but I would highly encourage you to go over and check out Undiscovered Worlds. Uh, basically, it's the same exact format, but we're getting away from the animals a little bit. Maria and I had so much fun doing these that we decided to mix it up. So over there, we kind of pick a uh, random topic and we basically do the same thing. We scour the internet and find all the fun facts we can. Uh, thus far, we've recorded, I don't know if they're released yet, but we've recorded uh, food, uh, baby humans, because we separated baby animals we're going to do on here, which is going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of really fun baby animal facts out there. Uh, and we've done aliens, and I think we're moving on to gravity next. So there's a lot of fun stuff in there. If you guys want to learn and be entertained, go for it. Uh, click the subscribe button here if you have not. Jump over there, check out a few videos, and click the subscribe button over at Undiscovered Worlds if you guys enjoy the show. We're jumping over to the backstage, so if you are Patreon subscribers, jump on over there, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining.